0: Welcome to Present Truth Broadcast with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. brought to you by Present Truth Ministry a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng Let's pray, let's get into the word Father, we just want to thank you because I'm anointed to teach I thank you because your word is transforming our lives. And Father, I just pray that as we look into the gifts of the Spirit, that there's an opening of this word in our hearts, strong and mighty. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Okay, I want you to put the question up. Put the question up first. I want to start with a question that someone asked me, and from there we will build on. And I want to encourage you as we're teaching the series, if you have any question, Send it to the office line, and maybe I'll take it up before I teach, or I'll take a day to answer all the questions. But I think this is very important before we progress. So someone asked this question. He it says, a little question concerning spiritual gifts. sir. I've come across two kids who make predictions of events that will happen, something similar to word of knowledge or, and prophecy. Uh, is, it natural, is it natural with them? Is it a problem? What can be done for such? So I gave him uh, three answers, and I felt that I should also... Because I've come across people like that. So, three things can be responsible. Number one, um, there are people with just that natural gift. They, it's, it's almost like they were born with it. They, could, they can just know what's going to happen. They can, as most times, it functions a lot to dreams. Uh, there are people who are very gifted. Their dreams come to so pass. If they dream about something, it will happen exactly. Number two, it could be demonic. Now, what that means is that it could be a familiar spirit, and I'm going to explain that as we teach on it. could be a familiar spirit, and I'm going to prove that from the scripture. Then uh, number three, it can just be a gift of the spirit, just something that God graced them with. Now, uh, one of the ways to know if it's not of God is you find that most of the predictions usually have to do with evil. So it's either someone is going to die, an accident is going to happen once it's, You know, 90% of whatever that person always talks about has to do with an evil occurrence. Sometimes you just know that that's not from God. But if you go to Acts chapter 16, I want to give you um, a biblical reference here. Acts chapter 16 and verse, uh, verse 16 to 20. Now it happened, excuse me, now it happened as we went to prayer That a certain slave girl possessed with the spirit of divination. So I want you to observe the word spirit of divination. Who brought her master's much profit by fortune telling. So he brought brought her master's profit by what? Fortune telling. Okay. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out saying, These men are the servants of the most high God who proclaimed to us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days. Now, I want you to observe something very carefully. And listen, please, that's why I said I want to answer this question. I want you to pay very close attention to what the Bible is saying. This girl was not wrong. Because most times we judge prophets by the accuracy of what they say. Now, the accuracy of what a man says does not mean he is true. What this girl was saying is very correct. In fact, if Paul did not operate in the discernment of spirits, Paul will not know that this girl had an evil spirit. That's why the gifts of the spirit are there. So a man can come to you and tell you everything about your life. It does not mean that he is born again at all. You now have to have the discernment of spirit to know whether this man is from God. That's why I, I, I wanted you to read. Look at it. It says, he was possessed with the spirit of divination who brought her master's much profit by fortune telling. The girl followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And she did this for many days. But Paul greatly anointed and said to the spirit. Now observe, Paul did not say to the girl, what did Paul, who did Paul address? The spirit. So, I answered that, brother, and I said, if it is demonic, two things will happen. If you take authority over that spirit, the person will not be able to function like that anymore. Number two, if the person gets born again, they won't be able to function like that. Um, My dad, when I was growing up, my dad told me the story, because my dad wasn't born again until after his university days. Yeah, after his university days, that's when my dad got born again. So, so... In, when he was in university, they took him to go see one of these prophetess. She she would open the Bible and just prophesy and speak things and speak things that were very accurate. So uh, later, she got born again. Now, when she got born again and she opened the Bible, she could not do that anymore. Why? Because the source of that, it wasn't the gift of the Holy Spirit. It was the spirit of divination or a familiar spirit or demonic spirit. So Essentially, if that person gets born again, that dimension stops because he's not operating from the realm of God. Now, see what happens here. But Paul greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. But when her master saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to the authority. So they just caused trouble. You, 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 you get the point now. So, 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 uh, Three things you can do. Number one, it can be natural, just the gift given to them. It can be the gifts of the spirit. Number two, it can be uh, uh, a demonic spirit. So if you get the kids born again or if you get the person born again, uh, that stops. And then they can move into the gifts of the spirit. I had an encounter with someone like that who was, I mean, not a friend, but yeah, he could just know what's going to happen and everything. But, you know, when he was talking with me, I just knew, I mean, that wasn't from God. You know, so, but it was not, it, well, it wasn't something I had the authority to speak to him about and all that. Now, uh, it can also be in the gifts of the Spirit, and that I want to use myself as an example. Um, at a very tender age, my dad started training me in prayer. So, when I was in GS1, when we finished school, instead of going home, we prayed for one hour. And I know that at a very, very tender age, I started working very sharply in, in, in the gifts of the Spirit. Ability to the word of knowledge and prophetic words. Now, sometimes some children grow up in an environment, uh, in a spiritual environment, and that gift is deposited on them. It takes now the parents to nurture them up. Number one, lead them to Christ consciously, lead them to Christ, teach them about Christ, and then you begin to do what to just nurture that gift. Um, uh, yeah. So that's that's um, on that question. But as we begin to teach, you will begin to understand some of these things more. Praise God. Now, let's go to First Corinthians chapter 12. So if you have more questions concerning the gift of the Spirit, just text them to the church office mobile, and then we will address them. The WhatsApp, it's fine. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We are in, on the third part now on our teaching concerning spiritual gifts. So please, if you have not been following me, sure you get all the CDs, all the messages, sorry, the series. First Corinthians chapter 12. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however, you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus a cause, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Verse 4: There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit there are differences of ministries, but the same Lord, and there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who walks all in all. But the manifestation, I dealt with this on Wednesday, the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit or for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. So I'm going to stop in verse 8. Do you still have that categorization I did on Sunday? If you have it, put it up. The different categorization of the gifts. There's the revelational gifts, the vocal gifts. Now, under the revelational gifts, there are nine gifts of the Spirit. Under the revelational gifts, we have the word of wisdom. The word reveal means to know, to uncover. Okay, So we have the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and the discerning of Spirit. So these three gifts are under the what? the revelational gift. Say amen if you're here. Amen. Okay. Then under the power gift, we have faith, we have gifts of healings, and walkings of miracles. These are the power gift. And then under the vocal gift, vocal voice, are the gift of tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. Okay? So these are the three broad categorization of the nine gifts. Now, this morning, we want to focus on the word of wisdom, and the word of knowledge. Now, those two gifts are, are closely related. So I'm going to be talking on them here and there. So some uh, I'll, I'll focus a lot more on the word of knowledge on Wednesday, but I want to start with the word of wisdom. But I'll be going back and front on both gifts because they are closely related. Now, these are the categorization for those who are writing. revelational gifts, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. Go to the next one. Power gifts, faith, gifts of healings, and workings of miracles. The number two, it's important to pay attention to it. It is gifts of healings. There's S in front of gift, and there's S in front of healing. Okay? And when we get to that gift, we're going to explain it uh, properly. Then the workings of miracles. Then go to the last one. The vocal gifts are tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. Now... Go to Hebrews chapter 2, verse 4, before we come to build on. Hebrews 2, 4, quickly. God also bearing witness, both with signs and wonders, with various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. He's talking about the apostles. The word gifts there of the Holy Spirit is the word merisome in the, in the Greek. M-E-R-I-S-M-E-O-S. And it means distribution. So, what he was actually saying there is that with various miracles and distributions of the Holy Spirit or manifestation, we talked about that, phanerosis, manifestation or the revealing of the gifts of, his, of the Holy Spirit, but this is the praise I want you to pay attention to, according to his own will. The, the his there is capital H, speaking of what? God's will. So although these are gifts given to us, that manifestation is based on the will of God. So I cannot just come this Sunday morning and say, hey, I want to prophesy. Oh, I want, no, you can't do that. It is by what? The will of God. They are God's gifts given to you, but it's as the Spirit gives you utterance or leads you. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay. Now, there must be boldness of faith in the operation of the gifts of the Spirit. So, you need to be bold if you want to operate the gifts of the Spirit. Sometimes you can get it wrong. <clears throat> I remember I was in a meeting in uh, Suleja, Niger State. And a guy was sick, and I wanted to pray for him. Uh, When I laid hands on him, I'm going to talk about this more when you talk about how to pray. When I laid hands on him, I felt in my spirit the name John. Uh, It it kept coming, it kept coming, it kept coming. So I asked him, do you know anyone called John? And then the the wife was at the back of the small church. The wife was at the back. Immediately I said, do you know anyone, John? The wife just started, no, 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 it cannot happen, it cannot happen. So I, I was a bit confused. So, what happened? So, obviously, the man thinks it is John that, is, that, is, that affected him. It's his brother. They had issues. They had a business deal. The thing pulled apart. So, there was so much bitterness and anger towards the, the guy called John. That was the word of knowledge. Now, the Lord ministered to me to tell him that if you walk in love, your healing will be quick. So when I said that, sorry, that's when the wife started shouting, no, 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 no. The wife, (laughs) the wife like, no, we can't forgive that guy, you know, and the guy broke down crying. So that is the word of wisdom. The word of knowledge basically is, 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 uh, is, is knowing facts. The word of wisdom is how to use that fact to solve the issue. Now, that same meeting, I'm going somewhere where I talked about faith in operating the gifts of the spirit. That same meeting, I was praying for a couple of people and the gifts were manifested and I walked up to a guy and... You know, in my spirit, well, that, that was not from my spirit, but just had the impression if the guy was a mechanic. So I asked him if he was a mechanic. And he says no, he wasn't a mechanic. So I said, oh, sorry, I missed it. Now, the problem with people is that they don't think they can miss it. So even when you speak to somebody about something and he's wrong, you want to force the person to accept it. So I go, you know, i just given a very correct word of knowledge here at the old the church. And that's the danger in the gifts of the spirit. When you start manifesting the gift and it's flowing, know when the Spirit of God tells you to stop. Know when the anointing lifts. Don't go on and on. And that's the problem sometimes with prophetic people and prophetic ministers. They have trained the church to always expect prophecies on Sunday. So even when the Spirit is saying they should not prophesy, they have to look for something. And listen, I can call any of you now and say you have a problem. As we are all seated here, we all have problems. I mean, I, I, can do, I can do five stuff that I need to be spot on. Every one of us here have been involved in a business deal did, that didn't pull through. It's very easy. And sometimes, because of the shame to say we are wrong, we press on. So, for instance, I gave that accurate word of knowledge, was correct. And then I made the guy, I say, you're a mechanic. I say, no. I said, but you know a mechanic. Say, no. But there's mechanic around your company. What am I trying to do now? I don't want to be wrong. You see, you are a human being. You can miss it. Two things that will help you operate the gift of the Spirit, faith and not being ashamed. You need to have faith. And you can, you, you see, you can come and say, the Lord told me. And the guy says, oh, guy, it's not correct, so I got it wrong. And there's no big deal about it. Are you following what I'm saying? <laughs> are you following what I'm saying? So those two things, will give you boldness in operating these gifts. But what I want to share with you this morning, you realize that some of you are already operating these gifts, but you are not aware. Because most times we think the gifts only operate with the mic when you have the microphone. Alright? That's what we think. Even some of these gifts, because the Holy Spirit came upon them in the Old Testament, some of these gifts functioned accurately in the Old Testament. So, Like I emphasized before, this gift is for every one of us. Every what? One of us. To each one. Okay. So we must put faith in action if we want to exercise the gift. Romans 12, 16. Romans 12, 16. Romans chapter 12, and verse 16. Now let me explain something here also. Um, Am I correct? Verse 6. Romans chapter 12 and verse 6, please. Now, can we read from verse 3, please, quickly? Romans 12, verse 3. For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one, what? A measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, But all the members do not have the same function. So we being many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Verse 6, this is where I want to emphasize. Having then gifts, differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith or ministry, let us use. Two things I want you to pick from that place is the word "use." The more you use the gifts, the more you master them. It's like practice makes perfect. Okay? So the more you exercise this gift, the more you master it, but the next thing is you must do it according to your measure of faith. So uh, I'll, just, I'll be giving examples here and there. For instance, in, in my own personal life and ministry, I experience healings more with the word of knowledge. So I, 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 I get like a sickness, and then I pray for it. I have healing almost 95% of the time. But where that gift is not in operation, and I go to a meeting, it works all the time, I go to a meeting, where that gift is not in operation, I call for people with pains. Now, if I call for 10 people with pains, the likelihood is that seven will be instantly healed. Now, because of that, my faith is developed so much. Most times when I go to meetings um, outside maybe outside of our local church, most of the time when I'm praying for people, I start with people with pains. And I do that, maybe out of seven people, five are instantly healed. And um, the people see that faith is activated, the healing anointing starts. Now, because I've developed my, my, my myself and I've yielded myself in that, there's confidence in that. All right? There's confidence in that. Now, If I need to pray for any other sickness, you know, I'm I'm going to try to now maybe like walk up my faith, start trusting God. But with pains, it's almost like I know it will go. Now, what happened? It's not because the Lord has specially anointed me for pains. Right. It's just because over time I have used that place and my faith is activated for that. That is why the most difficult miracle you will ever experience, first of all, is the first one. After the first one, your faith is exercised. If you've prayed for someone before and they were healed, you will, it will be easy to minister to other people. If you see the first cripple healed, it will be easy for cripples too. Because it's not you healing. It is the power of God. But the question is your faith in the power of God. And that's why you need to start with your kids. When your kids are sick, the first thing is, even while you are taking them to the hospital, I know for some of you, if you just say that, can't even leave church for that. pastor said we should not go to the hospital. Lay hands on them. Train your children to speak over them, over themselves when they are sick. Train them in the things of the spirit. Lay hands on them first. Say, in the name of Jesus, I take authority over this and I rebuke this sickness. And you see, over time, your faith will be developed. As you sit with your neighbor in, in, in the office and they experience the sickness, you pray for them. And what's going to happen? That gift is being used. You see, without us using the gift, must be dormant. You can have all this knowledge in a paper and your book is even bigger than mine. Full of the gifts of the Spirit. Gifts of the Spirit, Encyclopedia. Volume 1, Volume 2, Volume 3. And nothing will happen. Why? Because it is when you do the Word that you see the manifestation of the Word. Praise God. Okay. Now, Can we choose which gifts to operate? I want to answer some basic questions before I get to the word of wisdom. Can we choose which gifts to operate? From all the scriptures we have read and from all the things we have have said, what do you think the answer is? What do you think the answer is? No. It's as the Holy Spirit does what? Wheels. So, because if we were to choose, be honest, which gift are you going to choose? Working Working on miracles. I'm prophecy man. If you if you get working on miracles and prophecy, you don't even need a job. You understand what I'm saying? Just, you don't need a job. Just rent a hall. I <laughs> say, pregnant women, Tuesday, five to seven. Jobless people. <laughs> I'm telling you, you just sit and say, okay, oh you know. So, but you know what? You know what? After my study on this subject, you know the two most powerful gifts. The word of knowledge and the word of wisdom. If you have those two, (laughs) I'm not sure you fail in this life. (laughs) Because the first thing is that you won't get into problems that walking on miracles will take you out from. (laughs) Do you understand that? But the word of knowledge is exact knowledge of what the issue is, and the word of wisdom is exact knowledge of how to come out of it. Praise God. So I gave you the example of the man, John, that I minister to. I can't remember his name, but that, that is a word of knowledge. Your bitterness towards John is affecting your healing. That is word of wisdom. With that, I'm sure you can come out of every situation you find yourself. Now, can the gifts of the spirit be counterfeited? Can they be counterfeited? Can, can we have the replica of this gift in a counterfeit mode? F- yeah. 1 John 4, 1 to 3. First John 4, 1 to 3. Let's read quickly. Our time is running so fast. I hope somebody is not using remote control on that time. 1 huh? John chapter 4, verse 1 to 3. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirit, whether they are of God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come and the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. I don't want to go too deep into this, but you know, people, people teach that the Antichrist is going to come. But if you will just believe the Bible, 1 John 4, 3 says the Antichrist is already on the earth. Okay. It's there now, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. It's there. It's simple, but yeah. Let's leave that. Matthew 24. (laughs) Some of you are waiting for 666 to be written on your head. (laughs) The number 6 is the number of man. 6 in 3 places is the perfection of flesh and humanity. Antichrist. Anti is against. Antichrist. Anything against Christ is Antichrist. Antichrist is not something that's going to be written on your head. Antichrist is not a mark that they are going to print in your hand. Your hand speaks of your works. Your head speaks of the way you think. So the way you think and your actions, if it's based on human understanding, is already antichrist. Antichrist is that which opposes Christ. Simple English. Anti Christ, The one that fights against Christ. Your head is the way you think. Your hand is the way you work. Your actions Anything that opposes Christ in your head and your actions is the spirit of Antichrist that is already in the world. 1 John 4 3. Simple. (laughs) Matthew 24. It is not a politician. It is not Obama. It is not Saddam Hussein. Leave those people alone. They are not your problem. Matthew chapter 24. Verse 24. You know, sometimes the Bible is so easy, you need a pastor to help to just confuse you. I mean, it's there. It's already in the world. No. Then somebody starts drawing map, making it, and then you are so scared. I know if you buy anything now and there's 66 on it, you will never use it. And thank God for all those WhatsApp messages. The baby was born in the hospital. He opened his hand. Say, I'm coming soon. (laughs) Drama. There's nothing that makes me block people like those forwarded messages. Matthew 24 24. For false Christs and false prophets will arise and do what? What kind of signs will they show? What kind of signs will they show? And warn us to do what? To deceive, if possible, even what? Okay. So, why are we teaching on the gifts of the Spirit? So you can know. Because I believe, I mean, God has graced me in my very, very young life to travel Africa especially to preach. The problem you have in our continent is once a man can predict anything accurately, you can't teach anybody who follows him anything again. It's finished. His brain is blocked. If the man can just, do you understand? You can't, the man can't do any wrong again. He's finished. So once a man just comes and say, ah, this is this is this is ah, he saw it, he saw it. You see, if you are somebody who studies and you read church history, you will know that, I mean, in my study of church history and the power of God, there was nobody who had more accurate predictive word of knowledge like William Abraham. Go and read like William Abraham, but then he was the one who taught some of the greatest errors. Because he wanted to be a teacher when the Lord basically called him in the healing ministry. If you have read that, you would understand that some of the prophecies we see today are very minute. I wanted to post something on Facebook, but I decided not to post it. You see, let me tell you something, eh? and I'll say this now because this is my local church. Although this is going on TV, but it's fine. You see, when a pastor or a minister comes on the pulpit, and I want to say this ahead of the next four years, especially during elections, and prophesize something and say, this person is going to win, this person is going to win. And the elections happen, and it didn't happen as he has said. He owes the people of God an explanation. Do you understand what I'm saying? So a a minister cannot be saying things every election year and miss it, and then we just keep quiet. You see, the challenge with that is that we almost make the pulpit a place of mockery. And if you study scriptures, I'm going to talk about that when I'm going to prove it. You study scriptures, and sometimes the Lord gives a word, and the word does not come to pass. The Lord will tell you why. For instance, when he said he wanted to destroy Nineveh, and then Nineveh wasn't destroyed, what did he say? God gave Jonah and said, listen, if you give a message to these people, and they repented, and they changed their heart, do you want me to, you know, there is, so let's not always make it look like, you know, God prophesies, then it is because of corruption that the word did not come to pass. No, no, no. God knows that there's corruption. God knows the election is going to be rigged. If you know the election is going to be rigged, you're sure God knows, right? I'm not saying it was rigged. I'm just saying that if you know that it was. I I, I, I what I'm saying. Do, do you get what I'm trying to say? Now, why am I saying all of this? It's because if we're not careful, deception is possible. Now, we don't need to now be afraid of deception. That's why we're studying the word of God. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Okay. Uh, In Exodus chapter 7 verse 9 and Exodus chapter 4 verse 3, you you know the story, the snake of Moses. Moses threw the rod down and the magicians threw the rod down. And what happened? Moses' snake swallowed the rod of what? Of, Of Pharaoh. Now, let me explain something to you very carefully as you follow the scriptures. In those days... These people did not know the difference between those who were children of God and those who were magicians, so they put all of them together. (laughs) That is what happened in Daniel. When they called for the magicians and called for the astrologers, they added Daniel in that group. Why? Because he could see after he prayed. So they didn't know the separation between those who were born again. So when, when Moses came and said he wanted to do that, ah, the Pharaoh said, ah, my magicians can do it too now, and call the guys. So this will tell you that turning the rod to snake was not something spectacular. It was something the magicians did for fun. Do you understand? If they haven't been doing it before, the Pharaoh will not call for the magicians. So the magicians were there to help Pharaoh solve problems. So that's why when Daniel also, when Nebuchadnezzar had that dream... And the magicians could not sort it out. They say we kill all of them. You know, even the astrologers. Because I know there are some of us who call ourselves Christians and we still go and look for our star in the newspaper. I am Leo. I am a Scorpion. You, Scorpion. Scorpio? No. The N has been taken out. You are Scorpio. Is it Scorpio now Scorpio? Whatever. You are Leo. And I say Leo on Mondays. Leo is usually very angry. Say, "Hey, I don't I not know why I'm angry on Mondays. On Tuesday, Leo's love life will not work well. Eh, hey, hey. Now, that's why that girl said no. You are, you are a baby. When you come to church, you should join them. A the redeemed man is Leo. The question is, what are you looking for? You know, this thing of trying to know the future, trying to know the future, what is your problem? You have not even finished living today. You want to know what tomorrow brings. The Bible says sufficient is each day. For You know, people are so concerned. Ah, ah, I, don't, I just want to see how bright the future. It will be as bright as what you do today. It will be as bright as your faithfulness today. It will be as bright as your righteousness today. Are you following what I'm saying? Take each day as it comes. Close those places in the newspaper. If you want to check anything, go out, don't even check anything. Check Bible. Are you following what I'm saying? A believer has no business with astrology. That is dabbling into the demonic. Don't do it. If you need to anything about your life, go on your knees and ask the one who created you. God, this issue, what is it? And the Lord will speak to you in dreams and revelations. Praise God. Are you still hearing what I'm saying? Okay. Now, what is the key to knowing the truth? Matthew chapter seven, verse twenty one. Wow. Is the fruits of the spirit. The Bible talks about the fruit. It says by their fruit we shall do what? We shall know them. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Let's leave that so that we can move on. Please write it down. Matthew 7, 21 to 22. Can you give me 22, sir? Please. Many will come to me in that day. Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done wonderful things in your name? Verse 23. Amazing. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you depart from me, for you who practice lawlessness. This is very interesting. But we won't have time to go through that. So go to verse 15 and 18. Well, let's leave that. The scripture clearly tells us that by your fruits we shall know them. If you go by the word of God, you will never fall into deception. Do not seek the spectacular. Seek what is scriptural. Now let's go to the word of wisdom. The word of wisdom. There's difference between the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge. Now, if you are writing, write this down. How do you differentiate between, like I said, we're dealing with verse 8, word of wisdom and word of knowledge. But I'm going to be going, so sometimes I'll talk about word of wisdom, I'll talk about word of knowledge. Today and on Wednesday, we'll finish both of them. So if you are writing, write this. The word of wisdom is directive. Directive. So you can put word of wisdom, directive. While the word of knowledge is informative. That's one way to distinguish between these two gifts because they are very closely related. The word of wisdom is directive. Ecclesiastes 10.10. Wisdom is profitable to direct. So the word of wisdom is directive. So when a word of wisdom comes, it gives direction. It will will tell you what to do. Why the word of knowledge will just give you information? Do you get what I'm saying? So the word of knowledge will just give you information. But the word of wisdom will do what? Will give you what? Direction. So it's like the wisdom brings the direction in it. Now, it is very important to understand that the word of wisdom is a gift of the spirit. I, I like what Derek Prince said. And, um, and um, <laughs> uh, I, when I mentioned name, I remembered something. Someone asked me, uh, which preachers do you listen to? I, I went to preach somewhere. So he said, which preachers do you listen to? So he mentioned a lot of popular names. So I said, oh, sorry, I don't really listen to them like that. So who do you listen to? So I mentioned the guy, uh, a pastor of Westminster Chapel, who died in 19-something. Uh, and he says, oh, I've never heard of that name. So he went up, went online, checked the guy, and he got back to me and said, ah, how do you manage to listen to that guy? I mean, the guy taught in his church the book of Ephesians, verse by verse, for a year and six months. An amazing teacher. And the reason I like him is because he did a lot of expository teaching. That is something we're missing in the body of Christ. Expository teaching. What expository teaching does is that it grounds you in your belief. It makes you stable. You're not moved. Big names don't move you. Only the word of God does. Praise God. And that's very important. Now, why I said that is that there are three kinds of wisdom. So your natural wisdom is not the word of wisdom. Because sometimes some people can just be wise and that, that wisdom is crafty. And they feel it's the gifts of the Spirit. No, this one is separate. So there are three kinds of wisdom as, 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 um, as exemplified to us in James chapter 1. Number one, you have the wisdom of Satan. The wisdom of Satan, demonic wisdom, demonic wisdom, the wisdom of Satan that's devilish, is essential, is, is demonic. Give me James 1 5. James 1 5, you can write it down. So, you have demonic wisdom, it says, If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally without reproach, and it will be given to him. Then, you have the wisdom of man, the wisdom of man. Luke chapter 14, verse 28 to 32 it says, If any man wants to build a tower, will he? First, sit down. For instance, when we go to a place like Dubai, you know, what you see at work there is the wisdom of man. You know, because I've heard some people say, ah, with all the Christianity in Nigeria, eh, we are not developed. We are not developed. Even people who are not going to church, eh, they are even developed. What is the use of church? The use of church is not for development. You know, we must, you see, sometimes when, when things are bad, our arguments become very, very myopic. Church was not given to you to build roads to buy Transformer. Do you understand? When your government has failed, that is when you begin to blame the church for everything. People are not in school. It's because church school fees is high. People are not eating. It's because pastors have taken all the tithe. Road is bad. It's because uh, church people are holding convention. Uh, there's no light. It's because church people are doing all night. You see, when, 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 when there is too much poverty, you just look for who to blame. Can the church do road? Yes. Can the church, but in saner climates, churches don't do road. What is the number one purpose of the church? To teach you the word of God. Are are you you following what I'm saying? So stop saying, eh, is the church in Nigeria? You can just construct six bridges. The money they used to build camp is enough to build road here, yeah. And your governor just passed you now, you ran. The man you should go and hold for road. Every year they keep promising. Let's see that. Now, what I'm trying to say is that the wisdom of man can get things done, but that's not the gift of the Spirit. So when you go to nations that are not Christian nations and things are running well, it is just the wisdom of man. That's what I want you to, to, to get. So you also understand that our problem here is also that many of our leaders lack the basic wisdom of men. And the reason they lack the basic wisdom of men is corruption. When a man is corrupt, the very sense he has is taken away from him. Are you following what I'm saying? So it is not a church problem. Can the church contribute? Absolutely, yes. But it is not because the church is not spending money on the poor, that we have poor people. We have poor people because your governor and my governor are taking the money for our employment and use it to buy houses abroad. That is why we are poor. It is not because I have used your tithe. Are we clear on that? Because you you don't even have any type to give, you do you understand that? Uh So that's the wisdom of man. So if the wisdom of man is in place, things can work. You don't need to be born again for things to work. That is the wisdom of man. You can be a Muslim. You can be the devil's cousin. Once you just have the wisdom to plan. In the next five years, population is going to increase. Let's build more cities. Are you following what I'm saying? I mean, we're on this island, at least I know in this country as a whole, this is one of the places that has 24 power supply. It is not because there are more born-again people here. You We know ourselves. (laughs) Do you get the point? But why do we have light? A company just decided we will do this, and the community just decided we will do this, and we have light. Do you understand? But you know that water is an issue. So why is there no water if it is the Spirit of God giving us light? It's because our own wisdom towards the water. You know what your people and my people are doing for the water, right? Simple. Why don't we have good boats flying the sea? So you discover that anywhere we direct our human wisdom to, and we really want a solution, what will happen? A solution will come out. Whether we are born again or not, this is just the wisdom that God has given to man to govern the earth. So anywhere you see that this wisdom is not at work is because man has chosen to suspend his sins and take our money for development and send it to buy houses there. Okay. Then number three is the wisdom of the spiritual man. The wisdom of the spiritual man. This is a wisdom that God gives to a, a child of God that is, you know, when you're born again, the wisdom of God comes upon you. So what I'm trying to e- emphasize is this. You can see wisdom at play in all, levels but it is not the gifts of the word of wisdom now so what is the difference now the gift of the word of wisdom this put up the definition for me this is the definition of the word of wisdom the gift of i like the word a word of wisdom i don't like using the word d because there's really no definite article like that on the greek for that and the reason is because it is a little bit of wisdom from the vast wisdom that god has so I prefer to use the word the gift of a word of wisdom is an instantaneous notice that a divine revelation of the sovereign mind will purpose plan or counsel of God concerning things of the past the present or the future. So I'm going to leave the, we're going to leave that up as long as it can stay for you to write it down. It is what? It is an instantaneous and divine revelation of the sovereign mind, will, purpose, plan of God concerning things of the past, the present, or the future. So, what separates the word of wisdom is that it is a bit instantaneous. Okay? So, it comes on that instant. It's not a wisdom that you are planning. Let's say, for instance, we want to develop Nigeria. What do we do? Uh, I remember a president had vision 2020, right? Yeah, do her. Whatever plans the president have, if he says, I have vision 2020, what is he going to do? He will set up a 2020 working committee, right? Then set up another committee to look into that working committee, right? You know how we do it here. Then set up the third committee to review the committee of the first working committee, right? So what are we trying to do? We're trying to plan towards 2020. That's not word of wisdom in operation. But let's say there is a believer in that meeting. And while they are looking at how can we solve this problem instantly? The wisdom of God comes for a particular problem. Instantly. Something he didn't dream of, something he didn't plan of. What can we say about that? That now is the operation of the word of wisdom. So which case comes to your mind very quickly? Which case comes to your mind very quickly? Joseph. So knowing that there was going to be seven years of famine is which gift? Perfect. You guys should be pastoring. I should be the one sitting Too brilliant. Word of knowledge. Knowing that we have to now save so that we will not suffer there in the seven years is what? Word of wisdom. So you see, these two gifts always go hand in hand. Because if you have word of knowledge without the word of wisdom, you realize that you only know the problem. But you can't, there's no direction for what? For the solution. Praise God. Are we done with that? Okay. So, what is a word? What is a word? Now, English, basic definition. A word is a fragment of a sentence. A word is a fragment of a sentence. So, a word of wisdom is therefore a fragment of the total arena of God's wisdom. A word is a fragment of a sentence. So a word of wisdom is therefore a fragment of the total arena of God's wisdom. So a word of wisdom is like God dropping a bit of his wisdom. Right. Dropping a bit of his wisdom into your brain to solve that particular issue. So you see, that's why these gifts are given to us. It's instantaneous and it's divine. Those two words are very key. It's instantaneous and it's divine. It's not something planned. It's not something like you're cracking your head, you're thinking through. No, this is not analytical thinking. It's just God dropping it instantly on, on you. Now, wisdom is needed to handle facts or to handle knowledge. So the word of wisdom is needed to handle knowledge. Now, Kenneth Hagin said in his book concerning spiritual gifts, page 17. He says, the word of wisdom is a supernatural revelation by the Spirit of God concerning the divine purpose in his mind and the will of God. Concerning spiritual gifts, page 17, Kenneth Hagin. That's what it says about the word of wisdom. Now, let's, let's come here. What is the purpose? So, if you are writing, next heading, purpose of the word of wisdom. Why does God give us the word of wisdom? The purpose of the word of wisdom. The purpose of the word of wisdom. Number one, to profit our lives. To profit our lives. To give us an advantage in life. To profit our lives. The purpose of the word of wisdom. To profit our lives. Number two, to profit the life of others. So you're giving, first of all, to profit your life. Number two, you are giving to do what? To profit the life of others so as you operate in the gift you see that the lives of others get better number three to minister or for ministry to specific needs to minister to very specific needs so there might be specific needs that God wants to minister to so he gives us this gift to to be able to minister to them say amen if you're here okay Number four, the purpose of the word of wisdom. Number four, to overcome limitations in times of needs. There might be certain limitations. And the Lord gives you the word of wisdom. So that you can use that gift now at that time to solve that problem. Let me tell you this and take this from me. Every day when you kneel down to pray for those of you who kneel. Or when you stand to pray. And I'm not going to say when you lie down to pray. That's your pathway to sleep. (laughs) How many of you have got so tired and you say, let me lie down to sleep. I'll just be praying in tongues. You start very fast, start very agile. Then you start going, start going. Disappear. And I like how God works with us. We started praying at 10. He now woke up at 5.55. <laughs> and then you know how our human brain quickly calculates things. You know, this is God we are dealing with, but we think He's man. Then we start praying the tongues gradually. Start praying it up again. As if we never slept. I look at it time. wow. Prayed for eight hours. Mighty man in valor. Okay. Let me tell you something. Do you know why you sleep when you pray? It's very easy. It's just the enemy not wanting you to be spiritual. Have you realized when you are watching movies, you don't sleep? Except you are extremely tired. When you are doing anything but start to read the Bible, you feel sleepy. It's just normal. Because the more you can be sleeping without reading the Bible, the more you'll be spiritually weak. So you must take spiritual activities very serious. Don't pray when you are getting tired. Get yourself, set days apart to pray. If you have not prayed very well for a week, your Saturday, don't rush, don't just sleep all through. Learn to be spiritual. Sometimes stand up and pray. Praise God. Stand up and pray. Or when you are going to have your bath, after your cold water gone, pray. Spend some time praying there before you come out. Learn to be spiritual. So you'll be sleeping all the time. Even the disciples slept. Jesus asked me like, could you not pray with one the Disciples, he chose. They are going to sell your master. They were sleeping. Three hours the guy slept straight. And then immediately Judas came. Pam! Peter carried sword. Peah! neck. You know, carnality, there is zeal in carnality. Jesus said, No, this is not time to be cutting people's ear. If you have prayed before, you will not cut ear. There was nothing, there was no forgiveness power in him. He hadn't generated the energy to walk in love. The reason some of you get offended a lot is you are not people of prayer. Anything offends you. If I cross you, you will offend. You are just going. Even if you, even if you are just driving and you just see pothole, your day is bad. How can there be pothole? If you go to Europe, there is no pothole. What is that? Is, that is anger? There is no capacity to love. No mercy. No <laughs> You see some people and you ask yourself, where is this anger coming from? It's there. It's just looking for an opening. You just see a bed. You are just walking. A bed flies to your office and does it. You will go with the bed. How can bed be flying? In, in Europe, bed, there's no bed that flies. Everything. Nothing happens there. Okay. So, <laughs> so what does prayer helps us do? Prayer helps us to generate the capacity to function in these gifts the right time and what at the right moment wow why the word of wisdom is important why the word of wisdom is important i have like four minutes more so we have to continue with the word of wisdom on sunday on saturday on wednesday sorry why the word of wisdom is important number one it can reveal the purpose of god it can reveal the purpose of god Number two, it can reveal the will of God. The word of wisdom can reveal the will of God. Number three, it can reveal the counsel of God. So if you are writing just, just write. it can reveal. Then put the purpose of God, the will of God, the counsel of God, the plan of God. The word of wisdom can reveal the purpose of God, the will of God, the counsel of God, the plan of God then it can reveal how God wants us to walk with him. It can reveal how God wants us to what? To walk with him. Uh, So, I'm looking at where I can wrap this up. Mm. Okay, let me just give you in four minutes how the word of wisdom comes. And they will stop there. So on Wednesday, we'll continue with the Word of Wisdom. Give you biblical examples in the Old and in the New Testament. So let me just stop on how the Word of Wisdom comes. Number one, inner impression. I'll stop here. How the Word of Wisdom comes. Number one, inner impression. So sometimes you just feel an inner impression. Just feel an inner impression. That's why you must also learn to maintain an attitude of walking in the Spirit. You know, so that you don't just have impressions of your mind or of your soul realm. Inner impressions. Number two, inner witness of the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8 verse 16. You just feel a witness in your spirit about something you want to share or you want to say. You feel a witness in your spirit. See, or number three, inner pictures. Sometimes the word of wisdom can come in form of pictures. Inner pictures. You just see pictures. Inner pictures. Number four, the word of wisdom can come through scriptural revelation or application. You can just write Acts 2, 14 to 21. Sometimes a particular Bible verse will come and it will just give you... I'll give you this funny experience. (laughs) It's very funny, but that's how the Lord led me. Um, You know, does, does someone... Someone I, uh, I wanted to marry before, uh, before my wife. And uh, I mean, in my mind, I was convinced it was will of God. And she was also convinced it was will of God. But my parents were not convinced it was the will of God. So, you know, my, myself and my dad, we talked back and forth about it. I was convinced he was, wasn't convinced and all that. So, but at, I remember that that season in my life, it was like almost any Bible passage I was studying, I will see honor your father and your mother. My son, listen to your father. Do you understand? It's like you turn to the TV, somebody's preaching on how you should honor your father. Everything around me was just honor your father, listen to your father, obey your father. You just go to, you, maybe I'll just be in a service, a preacher will be preaching. We're teaching something else, maybe teaching uh, finance, you know, or maybe something. And there'll be honor your father and mother. And immediately that word comes up honor your father and your mother. Bam! It would just convict me in my spirit. So I had to just, you know, just allow that decision to go. Now, what was that for me? It was the word of wisdom that came by scriptural revelation and application. Is that okay? No prophet had to say this, but as I opened the Bible, I saw it there. It was highlighted. So sometimes you might be having issues in your life, and as you're studying the, the, the scriptures, what's going to happen? A scripture is highlighted. You just saw how... For instance, you are working in in an office where the boss is very terrible. And then you just study, you just read about Saul and David. How David said he will not touch the Lord's anointed, even though he could kill him. And, you know, your mind begins to go to all the complaints you've made about your boss in the office. And then the Lord, you know, begins to use that scripture to speak to you about not touching. You know, even though the man is wicked, but in that position, he's serving as the Lord's anointed. All right? Now, what's happening? That's the word of wisdom. That's the word of wisdom. So sometimes the scripture comes out and there is what? Application. That's the word of wisdom. Number what? Five, Dreams. Dreams. Uh, I'm going to have to do a full series on dreams because dreams also come from different sources. So you have to be very careful also. Uh, Dreams come from, I've I've mentioned it very quickly, dreams come from Satan, from your mind, from your busyness you know, if you are angry or you like someone or you hate someone, they're just going to show up in your dream, you know, all the time. And then sometimes also you must be careful because you can see people's face in the dream. It doesn't actually mean them, okay? So you might see your mother or your auntie's face, you know. What you find out about dream is that any, for instance, any preacher you like will appear to you in the dream. If you like a particular pastor, maybe you are going through a problem, you know, I can appear to you in the dream and pray for you. You know, Sometimes God uses those things to speak to us, all right? So you have all of those things. We'll spend time talking about dreams. But dreams, you can get word of wisdom through dreams. Then angelic visitation. Sometimes the angel of the Lord can come and speak to you. Joshua chapter 5, verse 13 to 15. Joshua 5, 13 to 15. But I want to say this. In the order that you have written them, in the order you have written them in your book, that is the likelihood of the order God will use. This is, this is usually not time for a lot of angelic visitation. Two ways the Holy Spirit will speak to you very strongly is inner impression and by, by what? The witness of the Spirit. Okay? Uh-huh. Don't be going to look for angels to appear to you lest other things appear to you. Okay? So, then the last one is prophecy. Sometimes through prophecy the word of wisdom can come. My time is up. I want to end here. Then I just want to say this. Um, if you are somebody who has a very light spirit, and by light I mean this, if you watch things, maybe you watch a movie, you get to replay it a lot in your mind, you also need to be careful of the kind of movies you watch, all right? For instance, someone like me, they are certain movies, I don't watch horror movies, there's no way I watch horror movies, because if I watch any movie that is a horror movie, for the next two weeks, I'll be waking up with sweat. I don't, I've not matured to that level, I'm still growing in my movie career. I don't watch a horror movie. Do you understand? So sometimes, if you understand that you're that kind of person, what you do is this make sure whatever you do before you get to bed is a spiritual activity. What do I mean by that? Listen to message, listen to worship songs. Okay? Because some of us watch all kinds of movies, and then by the time we get to bed, you know they were pursuing the actor in that film and they couldn't catch him before the film ended. You now continue the race. You now continue the race. Either. You are the actor running and then the people are portraying you. And then your mind, you'll say, ah, these people will not let me rest. No, it's just your movie. Because the truth of the matter is that this, the realm of your mind, there is no barrier. There is no, your mind does not sleep. All right? Your spirit does not sleep. So most of the activities, that's how some of you eat in the dream. You know, you've been watching this movie, watching Food Channel, watching Food Channel, watching Food Channel, and there's nothing at home to eat. And then you just go to sleep, you just go out there baking for you, baking, you are just eating, baking. You say, ah, pastor, it's demonic. If you don't have food to eat in real life, will you not just be eating in the dream until <laughs> what you just do is, after waking up, say, Father, everything I've eaten in the dream, Lord, give me the money to buy it in real life. When you start eating more in real life, it's called that eating in the dream will stop. When I was in school, I used to eat a lot in the dream. But I can't remember when I ate eating in the dream. Because there's food now. Do you understand that? Okay. (laughs) Father, we thank you. And I'm asking that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, your word would settle in our hearts. That light and understanding will come. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.